Welcome back to I'm Talking to Jew. Finally, after a, a pretty long hiatus, I'd say there. But we're back for episode 20, and uh, this week we're talking about conversion. Uh, we're going to do a little Jew vocabulary, and then if we have time, Erin's uh, brought in a very secret mystery item. Yeah, with a secret mystery name to go along with the new segment. Yeah. As, uh, you know, listeners will remember that last time, which was oh, quite a while ago, <laughs> yeah. longer than we intended. I can't even remember. Yeah, we had a listener suggestion that we introduce a new segment. So we're going to try that out if we have time. Wow. Yeah. But before we get there, hold on to your uncircumcised nether regions <laughs> because we're okay, going to go. On. Just let me. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. It's a visual I won't describe. Okay. Yeah, I've got it. Uh, we're going to talk about conversion today. This is very exciting. This yeah. is what I feel like we've been building up to the whole time. Yeah, I know. turning me into an official Jew. That hasn't really been my intention. Okay. I've sort of... This is just an educational process. You know, this is an experiment in trying to explain Judaism to someone who might be interested but doesn't know anything. Okay, yeah. See, I, was, I thought it was more of a tryout on my end, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really no, tryouts are a lot more intense. Okay. But we'll dive into that. Okay, well, just, we could go back to... Didn't I come up with like an app, a conversion app? In like a episode ages ago, maybe oh, like yeah. season one. Yeah, yes. that was a pretty good one, I think. It sounds like the sort of ridiculous thing you would have said. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me how I can become a Jew. Is this how we're starting? Just teach me. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, the thing you have to understand about converting to Judaism is remember way back in episode one, which was, I don't know, what, 18 months ago now, believe it or not. What a magical time that was. <laughs> yeah, that was back when we were a weekly podcast yeah. instead of a whenever we get around to it podcast. You didn't have a son. I was your number one priority. It was yeah. a better time <laughs> it's for everyone. It's true, it's true. Now you're just a close number two. That's very upsetting. Ooh, there's my dog. Maybe number three. Oh, there's my wife. Maybe number four. I'm happy with four. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, coming in at a close four. Yeah, four's okay. Yeah. Well, back then, I remember we spoke about Judaism and how it's different to other religions because it's not just a religion. There's um, yep. an ethnic component to it. There's a cultural component to it. There's a nationhood component to it. The conversion is really one of these odd little things because on the one hand, you can convert to Judaism, but on the other hand, I mean... You're not pushing people to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not a proselytizing religion. Okay. We don't door knock. We don't, we don't even encourage people who are interested. It's very much a, are you sure you want to become a Jewish? Because <laughs> <laughs> as you've experienced, we have a couple of rules. Yeah, there's rules. Some of it's not very fun. So I can see why the, uh, the brochure wouldn't be that great. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I think that Judaism as a whole is great. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, to, a, so. to a certain extent, I don't know any different. We, yeah. don't, we don't encourage people to convert, but once someone does convert, they're Jewish. They're fully Jewish. You're there's done. no degrees. There's no, you're not like second class. You're not, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe yeah, it. You're on the team. I you're 100% Jewish, yeah. which is also a bit odd because, I mean, if you're also a nation and there's an ethnicity component to it, or, you know, if you classify anti-Semitism as racism, well, it's not really because theoretically and not even theoretically practically yeah there are jews of all races it's very strange that you can just be in what do you mean you just convert and you're in well it's not just convert you know what I mean? it's not like you just apply for it from the department of jewish conversion and then you just get your certificate <laughs> it's a bit yeah. more complicated okay. otherwise that would be the end of the episode uh well you got to get i'm sure there's much more you have to go through a lot of red tape yeah exactly the other thing you need to know is that it only works one way so you can't unconvert Ooh. once you're converted you're in you can't leave yeah exactly but it's also like once you're a jew i mean once yeah. if you're born a jew once you're a jew you're always a jew what happens if you try to leave what do you mean 
What are the consequences of trying to leave? Oh, that's between you and God. But 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 <laughs> okay. you don't you don't. Yeah. There's nothing to leave, so to speak, right? You are Jewish, so okay. You might not be observant or religious, but you're still Jewish. Yeah. Okay. So you can go from being non-Jewish, a little goy boy like me, <laughs> yeah. to being a full-fledged Jew, but you can't go back to being a goy. No, I mean you could act like a goy, but really just you're going to be jewish you're, you're going to just be like any other non-religious yeah, jew yeah it's just part of who you are from that point on okay yeah, exactly all right well that's fine maybe i'll just do it and then just not do any of the things i'm meant to do why would you do that because then i can be like hey i'm jewish you know look i am fascinated by people who convert to judaism yeah. people who are interested um i mean we'll talk a little bit later about people who um might convert after they've met someone that is jewish like you know a Jewish person dating a non-Jewish person and how they deal with that. But yeah. there are people, people that I know about who have converted for no other reason other than the fact that they learned about Judaism and they now believe um, and connect to it and then convert as a result, which I find fascinating. Do you think anyone's converted as a result of this podcast? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> because I think you probably need to go a little bit more in depth about, you know, Judaism and the intricacies of a Jewish life. Yeah, this just really scratches the surface of, of what being a, a Jewish man yeah. or woman is. Really. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, it would be a little bit of a padding on our back to call us funny, but we're quite lighthearted. This is dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> I've never made a joke on this podcast. Do you get better food on like airplanes and stuff? If you're Jewish? Yeah, because you have to request like halal well, food. Well, I wouldn't. A kosher food. That's, yes. That's <laughs> yeah. how long it's been. Well, you could request halal food if you wanted, but then you wouldn't be able to eat it. Okay, I don't kosher know if food. this is true. I don't know if this is true, but I've heard all halal food, oh, sorry, all kosher food is halal certified, but not all halal food is, is kosher. kosher certified. Okay. I know that not all halal food is kosher certified, but I don't know if it works the other way around. I've heard, yeah. because I've heard that all the laws of halal are incorporated in the many laws of kosher. Mm. Well, because I know... That uh, in like prison, yeah, uh, you get like better food if you. How do you know that? Just from my time in the in the, <laughs> in the yeah. big house. Yeah, I have a dark past. I've I've bounced back. Is this the reason why we haven't <laughs> had a podcast for so long? Yeah, I've been away. For, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got locked up for six months. It was it was rough. I have a a teardrop tattoo, and I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. in a gang now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm intimidated sitting yeah. across from you. Yeah, I had to join in. Like there was plenty to choose from. Uh, I stayed away from like the white supremacists. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, c- I condone that. Yeah, I joined the uh, the soy boys. The soy yeah. boys. <laughs> the goy boys? No, nah, the soy boys. <laughs> the soy boys. <laughs> yeah. People are only eat an all soy diet. Yeah, we weren't very hard. <laughs> but um, no, I've That's just been good. watching like uh, like prison shows and yeah. cop shows, and apparently, like it's a thing if you are huh. of this faith. I don't know if it's like Muslim. Maybe. I'm, no, I'm sure you could. I'm sure yeah. you could get kosher food. In terms of plain food, I don't know if it's better because I haven't really had the alternative. That's true. I do know that we get served first. Oh, that's which yeah, is that's, which is you know as as the kids say, thing. it's lit because yeah, <laughs> yeah because it's actually torture waiting. If yeah. you're like at the back of the plane and yeah. they drag that cart past you. Yeah. And then they take like 45 minutes to come back to you. Oh, it's fantastic. And then all the good food's gone if you haven't like pre-ordered your food. It's not oh, see, I, I don't know about that because we always get the exact same food and always comes like yeah, super, just, super duper wrapped as you've experienced at yeah. our, you know, work events. Yeah. Did you get, and you get like special cutlery. It's all great. Yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty good, especially if you're on a night flight and you get dinner first, then you can you know go to sleep and you can start watching your movies and stuff before anybody else because 
Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing right. it just for the travel benefits. I'm but I don't the food. I don't know if the food's particularly great compared to other airplane. I mean, food. it's airplane food. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> That's what this podcast should be. Anyway, so there are actually only two restrictions um, on a convert. Okay. But they're not actually. I mean, they affect a convert, but they're not actually um, a restriction on the convert so much as on a kohen, which is the name for a priest. So, okay. um, I, we may have spoken about this very briefly, but all of um, the Jewish people are divided sort of into tribes. So, the biblical tribes were the sons of Jacob. One of them is the, um, they are the Levite tribe, the Leverite tribe, and a subgroup of them Sorry, are the subgroup. priests. Okay. So, just think there's like a small class of priests, and they're the ones who used to do all the service in the temple when we had a temple. And they still, you know, in synagogue on special holidays... Um, will still bless the entire congregation. So there's still a bit of a role if you come from like a priestly family and that's passed on from father to son, father to son. Whereas, you know, being Jewish is passed on from mother to child, yep. the priestly yep. thing. So, yeah. Um, so they're not allowed to marry a convert. Okay. Yeah. I mean... Very strict. Yeah. Priests are also not allowed to marry um, a divorcee. So it's, okay. not, it's not anything particular. It's more... A prohibition directed towards the priest as opposed to the, towards the convert, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, but that's, you were saying, so like once you convert, you're Jewish. Yeah, exactly. But in their eyes, you're kind of not. Well, know? no, you are because, and that's why it's important to point out the fact that a priest also can't marry a divorcee. Divorcees are still Jewish. I yeah. mean, obviously. But tainted, you know. <laughs> they're, yeah. God. they're like, they're, these priests don't want anyone's like seconds. They don't want anyone's leftovers. Ugh. All right, I'm, I'm not, not going to comment they want, on that. They like the purebred, the purebred Jewish soul. I'm sure there are plenty of priests who don't who struggle with this particular prohibition. But anyway, the, the point is the convert is no less Jewish than a born Jewish divorcee. Yeah, but think about it like they're that. They're a bit icky though. <laughs> they're a bit yeah. icky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's like they're like a they're like a like a um a mug blood, a yeah, mug blood. Is that what it is? I don't know anything about Yeah, I, I know. They're yeah. a half cast. I think a mudblood is a really... It's supposed to be a really um, atrocious term. To yeah, use. and I meant it that way. I did yeah. you? <laughs> oh, God. Filthy converts. Oh, man. They're not like you, they're not like you and me. Pure, pure <laughs> bread, yeah. just Jewish prime beef. Yeah. Anyway, um, there are also communities who... I mean, again, once you're converted, you're converted. But there are communities that um, actively discourage converts okay um and particularly they like to um not weed out but they, they like to sort of sift through to make sure that those who are converting and actually go through with it are the ones who are doing it for sincere reasons okay right which group is this is it hasidic jews no no, no. i mean or, uh, there's no specific group it's oh, just okay. i mean there are some communities oh, just some people okay yeah i mean obviously it depends on other factors i mean how many people are converting the type of people so for example let's say you had you know a mid 20 year old male who was interested in converting just for you know some some laughs because he happens to have a podcast with his best friend who's a jew yeah they yeah. might look at that and evaluate the situation and go you know what you're not a really serious con- a completely theoretical situation no 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 but is there any more sincere reason to convert than friendship that's quite beautiful, I think. <laughs> um, look, I don't know. Look, I, whoever you're talking about in this hypothetical situation, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that I'm not thinking about anyone in particular. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. It, it it's just a, a theoretical example that just sprung to mind. Okay, and how do they test uh, people's sincerity? Good question. 
one of the ways, um, but not everybody does this, but one of the ways that um, some rabbis will approach this is to turn people away three times. So you come to me, yeah, I'm going to be the rabbi in this situation. Can I be Jewish? And I say, no, you okay. can't be Jewish. No, like about, outright no. Yeah, how about now? No. Uh, what about now? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, you know. Third time's a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But easy. instead of asking three times on the spot, <laughs> you sort of have to go through the process of applying three times. Okay, yeah, yeah like a little yeah. appeal. Yeah, so it's just a way of um, I get, and, and again, not everybody does this, and it it depends on the situation, how well you know the person, and their sincerity, and their seriousness, and their understanding of what it means. Yeah, but you know, it gives people time to really think about it, because um, you don't want to you don't want to dive into something that maybe you haven't thought through, especially something as yeah, in our eyes, as serious. Gives you some time to get cold feet, I think. W- yeah. Yeah, but if you're getting cold feet, I mean, that's part of the process. Because it's not only trying to, you know, weed out people who are insincere. It's also trying to help the person themselves. Because, like, if if you don't... If you're not 100% on board with this decision, you are going to maybe regret it or... And once you're in, you can't back out. You're Jewish. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay, yeah, well, that makes sense. It does make sense. um, But I think we're preconditioned to sort of assume that every religion wants everyone to be part of their religion. Okay. Judaism doesn't have that like no. at all. All right. Well, say I wanted to be to convert. Yeah. What are some things I would have to do? What are the steps I have to take? All right. So we'll jump into the process. Yeah. There's just one more thing I want to say before that. Before we get into the, like the nitty gritty, I want to go into the airy fairy. Okay. Because there's like a, a mystical concept that some people believe um, that anyone who converts to Judaism their soul was always a Jewish soul, but they were an in previous incarnation. So what's the ops? A reincarnation is something happened in the future. What's like your past incarnation? Is that what it Maybe. is? Maybe. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't I get what you're saying. Yeah. In your previous life. In your previous lives, you were Jewish. Okay. Um, and then for whatever reason, uh, for whatever divine reason, the soul was reincarnated in a non-Jewish body. And that soul yearns to be Jewish again and express it through learning Torah and being Jewish and etc etc and that's what brings them back to the fold okay so they believe it's like this innate thing that they can't control really yeah so I mean that that belief probably separates considers the separation between Jewish souls and non-Jewish souls Mm. um it's look it's not uh, it's not a belief I'm not a particularly mystical person it's not really a belief that I've been exposed to a lot in my my upbringing but it, it exists okay well i don't mind that yeah it's, you don't mind it it's kind of nice i guess is it yeah i don't think it's right but it's kind of nice yeah it, it, it's interesting because i'm i'm hypersensitive to aspects of judaism that not understood fully not explained fully might come off like abrasive so yeah. you're not jewish how does how, do you would you feel not offended but maybe a bit like taken aback if you your soul was fundamentally different to mine which is, I don't believe that, but if someone did. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if someone was yeah. telling, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I'm not really a believer in souls. So mm. uh, I guess probably not. But I can yeah. see if someone was that way inclined, it'd be, it would be yeah. upsetting. Yeah. yeah. No, look, I think it's important to, to differentiate the fact that it's not that, you know, Jewish souls are inherently better than non-Jewish souls, just different. Um, and actually, um, chosen, they're chosen. Yeah, the and, chosen ones. An okay. upcoming topic actually is going to be, you know, the concept of the chosen people. Yeah. Um, Which that's and, that's kind of a that's a way of saying we're a bit better, isn't it? 
Can we park that discussion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll revisit it. Look, it's only in a few episodes' time, so we should get to it sometime mm. around 2021, 2022. Yeah, a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But anyway, that's sort of a mystical approach. Okay. Well, the, I like the mysticism. The process. Yeah. You want to know the process. I want to know how I can do it. What have I got to right. do? I'm not an expert on it, but my research has led me to believe in a very... I've sort of simplified it as best I can. Okay. So the first part is obviously you need to start learning. So you learn with um, a rabbi, or if you're a woman, you can learn with a rebbitzin, which is the wife of a rabbi, or you can even learn with, um, there are different female authorities that, yep. you know, there aren't rabbis necessarily, but, you know, they're qualified to okay. to teach. This would be my, my, my first... Uh my first thing I would change if I was you, uh, in would, charge of the Jewish people. What would you change? I'd get rid of the segregation of uh, male and female learning stuff. I oh. was like, Rabbi, woman. Okay. Rabbi, man. You want to learn? Come together. Let's do it. Yeah. The Look, men and women separation thing is an interesting... Um, it's interesting to track how that developed and yeah. when that developed and its effects in yeah. Judaism. But again, let's... That's all right. Well, I'm le- I've been learning for the best part of... Uh, you know, two years. Yeah. And I've forgotten it all, but I'm still doing it. So yeah. first step is a tick for me. Well, did you notice that I like really surreptitiously made this podcast exclusively male? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Intentionally? Yeah. No, of course I did it. <laughs> That's what I said. I said we should get a, we should get a, a woman in here. You said absolutely no yeah, way will I share a mic with a woman. It's true. That's verbatim what you said. It's true. But I feel like I'm one for one so far on becoming a Jew. Yeah. So pretty one much learning. you just have to learn. You've got, apparently there are like an, I th- I don't know if there's a universal standardized conversion curriculum. The multi-choice test. Yeah, yeah. but pretty much if um, there are a, like a baiting, which is like a small court made up of a couple of rabbis who are qualified to a certain level and they're in every Orthodox community throughout the world. So they all follow basically the same. Um, They've got a marking key. Yeah, they sort of have a marking key, but they sort of just tick off the things that are required in order to just be a, a, a an observant Jew. Okay. Oh, quick question. Yeah. What about like, if you're just marrying a Jewish person Yeah. and you want to convert, is it easier? No, it it's, like, it's actually harder. Wow. It's actually harder. Um, there, There is some politics around whether or not to convert people just for marriage. So like, let's say you're dating a non-Jewish person and you say... And they, sorry, you're dating a Jewish person. Yeah, yeah. And they say it's really important to them that you convert. And you're like, okay, sure, I'll yeah, convert. Look, it would absolutely never happen because the whole, basically this goes back to the meat and cheese situation. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay, I'm, I'm playing along. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. So you say, let's say you all of a sudden find out that you're actually lactose intolerant and the meat cheese <laughs> thing isn't an issue. I'm definitely lactose intolerant, but <laughs> yeah. I just kind of push through it, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I know you're joking, but I also no, no, you're not joking. No, definitely not. I'm not well. <laughs> yeah, just avoid cow. He's <laughs> had some cheese. Um, oh, now I lost my train of thought. Uh, if I want to convert someone, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's say you were lactose intolerant, um, and you mean cheese doesn't bother you, and you're happy to convert, but you have no intention of actually engaging with. Yeah, I'm just Jewish. doing it because it'll. You know, that's it, and happy, you and you're open about it. Yeah, happy wife, happy right. life, sort of thing. So there are people out there who'll say, "Well, that's not a good enough reason to convert." There are other people who are saying, "Well, if the alternative is that this young Jewish woman or man is going to marry someone not Jewish, and that's going to maybe cause them to bring up their children not Jewish, or obviously if it's a man marrying 
a non-Jewish woman who doesn't convert, their children won't be Jewish. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, as part of the continuity of Judaism and the Jewish people, there are people who say we should be more lax about who we let convert and who we don't let convert. Yeah, I that, feel like it should just be automatic. Yeah, look, it's a philosophical and also a political um, discussion, one, one that's very relevant at the moment as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, great question, me. Very good question. Yeah, nailed it. Also remember that, you know, again, a long time ago, but we discussed sort of a history of a particularly Christian anti-Semitism. So it's quite new that we are dealing with this situation where you could have a Jewish person who could be, you know, ma- engaged or marrying someone not Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Without sort of ostracizing themselves on the Jewish community. Yep. You know, 300 years ago when you were living in a small village in Lithuania or Poland, to marry out of the Jewish nation was to, like, reject your people, was to leave, leave the village, yeah, go out, yeah. you know. So it was a big thing. And there are the older generations, so, you know, maybe my, maybe not my parents, but maybe my grandparents' generation, for them it's a lot harder the concept of intermarriage and this situation of what to do with conversion yeah. than it is for, you know, a, a millennial growing up in the 21st century. Yeah, it's goddamn millennials, I tell you. Yeah. What are we doing? Mm, who knows? All right, using the word lit inappropriately, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that much. You're definitely not using it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you pass your, your tests, so to speak, you get um, a certificate of conversion. Okay, that's And cool. then um, if you're a male, you undergo the circumcision. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, um, you don't have to do it without an anesthetic or anything. Don't worry about that. No, my pride wouldn't let me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting it how it's done. Yeah. Traditionally. Oh, boy. In like, I'm assuming they put the baby in like a little bathtub and just snip it off. Well, we'll we'll talk about the Brit. um, Because I want it done like a a traditional brisk. Do you really? Yeah, if I'm going to do it, I'm doing it, you know? Mm. Just (laughs) everyone... I, I want people to come. I think you'll regret I, I want it to decision. be at synagogue. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't actually know how the brisk goes down, but I imagine it's very similar to like a baptism. But Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't... The only blood. baptism I've witnessed is the one in the show The Office when <laughs> Jim and Pam baptize their child. They're all like that. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're equally as hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, uh, uh, in addition to that... Um, you also have to immerse yourself in what's called a mikvah, which is um, a ritual bath, which is, you know, just to make it simple, it's actually mostly natural water. Okay. So water that's, um, you can use the ocean or there are also specially built ones that have special pipes that collect rainwater with some supplementary water, but it's just a natural spring, so to speak. I'm into that. Yeah. Is yeah. that pre or post brisk? Oh, that is a great like, question. Like you clean yourself up? That is a great question. I think it's... No, no, it's definitely... (laughs) I I think it's post, and it's definitely not immediately post, if it is. Yeah, I was like, that water is not going to be good. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Um, What do you think you do for someone who's already circumcised? Like, let's say they were medically circumcised. Oh, that's a good question. Thank you very much. What a a tricky situation. I didn't come up with it. This is... came across this in the course of my research. If you are already circumcised... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They they put like a, a fake foreskin on it and just make it up. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> They're just like, well, okay, yeah, it's fine. You can just be in. You don't have to get it snipped. Nope. They cut it even more. No, <laughs> don't cut it even more. <laughs> One, so I'm sure was plenty. Um, what they actually do is they similar procedure in terms of. I mean, I'm sure you go to a special you know, 
yeah. theatre or whatever it is. Somewhere sterile, probably. Yeah. Um, and you get a qualified person to do it, but you, there just has to be um, a drawing of blood. So not a lot of blood, not a not you know a whole vial. You're not donating through a yeah. vein down there. <laughs> it's, it's literally just some sort of. I would um, just slice my palm open with like a knife. No, it ha- be real. No, no, it has to be down there. Oh yeah. Oh, that's not no. I like I'm out. I, I yeah. know you're not going to believe me, but the pun was really not intended. But it, so, j- it has to be like a little prick. You have to prick your prick. If you, <laughs> oh or, if you're, <laughs> I went if you're to such lengths to avoid saying that. Yeah, well, I've said it now. <laughs> there we go. Wow, yeah. that yeah. might be the wildest thing I've heard so far. Is it? It's pretty wild. Can't they just be like, "Hey, look, you're you've already done it." Well, look, if if you're part of the conversion process is accepting upon yourselves all of the commandments from the Torah, yeah. right? Now, one of them is the Brit Miller. As a male, you wouldn't have had a chance to fulfill that commandment because intention, there are a lot of questions in Judaism about if you do something, if you do the right thing, but without having the right intentions. So, for example, you know, we spoke about the festival okay, of yeah. Passover. So when you got circumcised, your intentions weren't for, to be Jewish. Well, that's a good question because what eight-day-year-old baby has the right intentions? Exactly. Yeah. But who's, who's the commandment on, the father or the baby? It has to be on the baby yeah well yeah. now now we're learning like this is like real real torah right here the questions like that <laughs> yeah who who's the what who has the obligation the father to you know circumcise their child or the child to be circumcised because how do you command an eight-day-year-old you can't it? you're mm-hmm. making a very big decision for that yeah. child yeah so anyway early you, on you can see how these issues are a, a lot more complicated than um we can do you know just in a podcast yeah okay yeah. well Nobody wants to be bleeding down there, but okay. Yeah. So that's a step you have to take. Yeah. That's a step you have to take. Bleeding Um, out of your your Johnson. Yeah. Look, I've spoken to, um, you know, I have a really good friend who's actually a convert. Um, I've spoken to lots of other people. No one seems to come out the other end particularly traumatized. I just want to know how they do it. Like, where do you stab it? Oh, like actually where you do it? I imagine it. This is complete speculation. I imagine it has to be at the top because that's where the foreskin is. Yeah, but not if it's gone already. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, a good question. I'm not. I'm not into it. Hard pass on that. The hard pass. <laughs> yeah. What's worse, that or the separating meat and cheese, meat and milk? Oh, you know, nah, you know what? I just I'd cut the whole thing off if it meant I could have meat and cheese oh, yeah? still. Yeah. Okay, right. so that's second. All right, I got a new question for you. <laughs> yeah. Let's say you have a you know non-Jewish couple. They're already married. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Christopher Christians, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely very normal name that people <laughs> yeah. totally have. Yep. Absolutely. They decide they want to convert, both of them. Okay. okay. They found out about Judaism. It, it's the religion they've been looking for the whole life. They yeah. felt they were missing something. Judaism is the key. Um, but they have a five-year-old child. Oh. Oh. What a sticky wicket. Yeah. Well. What do you do in that scenario? Yeah, because you can't really like... Well, it goes... The Judaism is passed down from the mother. Right. But if the kid's already born, yeah. can it be... That's not the right word, but can it be... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, in the future, passed on. Yeah. Is it like an airborne... Not disease, it, <laughs> but an airborne. Yeah, you said it. Airborne religion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So what they normally do is they normally the children sort of become 
quasi-Jewish. And then when they turn bar or bat mitzvah, which is, you know, yeah. the milestone before adulthood, so that's 12 for a girl, 13 for a boy, they have the opportunity to then make that decision for themselves. I like that. Yeah. It's good. It is good. Um, I've always wondered, uh, because I, in my opinion, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, a 12 or 13-year-old child was a lot more mature than that's our like, 12 and 13-year-olds. Yeah, that's you know like middle I mean? age. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's just in terms of like what they do with their lives and, you know, the the lack of a concept of like an extended childhood and I suppose yeah. the things they have to deal with. Um, so I wonder if our 12 and 13 year olds are capable of making that decision at that mm. point. But my guess would be that it's probably a case by case basis. Yeah. I feel like the majority would just do what their parents wanted them to do and they would just convert yeah i suppose yeah i suppose if you if you were so small but like let's say you were 11 and you remembered a time do you know what i mean like i mean my my family wasn't always um observant we didn't always we didn't always live a religious life so i remember my early childhood i remember you know eating at mcdonald's yes i remember you know driving on the sabbath like things like that i remember doing yeah um, would you want to give those things up that would be very yeah. hard to be like, hey, you can't have yeah. this McDonald's anymore. Yeah. You want to hear another crazy story? Absolutely. I've heard of... Um, actually, I think my my wife knew this person. Um, when she was studying in Israel, she knew someone who found out that... I think... I hope I'm getting the story right. The gist is right. Um, that her parents converted re- through a reform Jewish conversion yeah so orthodox didn't recognize it as an official conversion which makes her not jewish well the bombshell yeah now she's lived her entire life religious yeah and then all of a sudden realized so there's a question i mean there's no question she's not jewish but she can convert yeah or like should she convert is it hypocritical not to what 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 do you do i guess like if you really believed in it then you would Go yeah. and convert, but I would just—I'd be like, but I am Jewish. But also remember, it's more, a little bit more complicated than that because in, in Jewish theology, there's nothing wrong with not being Jewish. No. So it's not clear. Like you can still believe in everything the Torah says, but decide that well, I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish. Yeah. Does be- she get like recognition of prior learning? <laughs> lived her whole life yeah Jewish? i think so I, d- <laughs> I don't think she'd have to pass the exam so to speak okay but i don't i don't know maybe she maybe they just do it as a prerequisite yeah all right yeah okay so we're on our way to becoming pretty yeah. jewish fascinating right yeah we've studied we we're gonna cut cut some things yeah and then once you once you become jewish you choose a hebrew name you choose like a jewish name um you can keep your english name obviously but for religious purposes you use your jewish name Okay, um, that's cool. What would my Hebrew name be? You can choose. If if it's Callum, um, I'm trying to think. Often if you have an English and a Hebrew name, like, and they're different, they often sound like the same. Yeah. So, for example, if your name is like Peter, you might have a name like Pinchas. <laughs> um, oh, you don't want to be named Pinchas. Well, not, not if you live in Australia. Yeah. Um, my name is Aaron, but my Hebrew name is Aharon. Aharon. That's yeah. cool, though. Yeah. Um, so, some people have the same name, like... Maybe I'll just be like Kahalum. <laughs> That's not a really name. I'm trying to think. Uh, you could be Chaim, like Lechaim. That would work. Chaim's cool. a name. Okay, so people who call me like, they'd be like, Lechaim Chaim. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Lechaim Chaim. 
All right, that's my Hebrew name then. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll bestow it upon you. Yeah, or like Kiev. Could I be called like Kiev? Is that... Kiev? I don't know, like Chicken Kiev. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't think so. That's not very I'm just trying to think of things that sound like... Yeah, I don't know. No, no. I like Chaim. Chaim. I'm stick with that. Chaim. Chaim. Yeah. Okay, I'm into that. Cool. Um, the only other thing I wanted to add before we wrap up this topic is um, there's another semi-mystical notion that in the messianic day so when our messiah comes so obviously he's not jesus so don't get that mixed yep. up we'll talk about the jewish messiah soon um but when in those days some people believe that converts will be banned not people who have already converted but new conversions because one of the opinions is that um you know he, he thinks they're icky when he comes no, he's gonna no, be like no, the, no 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 yeah no that the the i don't know i say like the I suppose God's manifestation in the world will be so clear that everybody will want to get in. Do you know oh, what I mean? Okay, and it's like if you didn't, yeah. if you weren't on board before, then yeah, you can't exactly, just come exactly. Crawling along. Yeah, and then the the converts who had already converted will be like the Jewish hipsters. They'll say like, "We were Jewish before; it was cool." Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do think about that sometimes. Like, yeah. should I just? Well, that, then I wouldn't be doing it for the right reasons, and yeah. I guess God would know. But do I yeah. just pick a side yeah. on the off chance that I'm right? Yeah, you know? yeah. Which one do I pick? Yeah, well, that's that's pretty hard. It's very, it's a, yeah, you're never going to get it right. No, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. I wouldn't even know how to, <laughs> you know, advise you. All right, well, I, I, I'm clear on how I can uh, how I can convert now. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, awesome. Um, so that takes us to the end of conversion, I guess. I'm done. I'm officially yeah. uh, on my way. Well done, Chaim. Very uh, proud of you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the name, Chaim. Cool. Should we move on to vocabulary? Uh, yes. Awesome. So I tried to choose a word that was somewhat similar to the topic. So I chose the word mishpacha. 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 This is too hard. Okay, but yep. Do you want to guess what it means? Mishpacha. It sounds like misbehaving, but that's just me (laughs) trying to make what it sounds like in English. No, no, no. Mishpacha. Mishpacha. But it's something about like what we were talking about. Mm. Oh, this is It's a very loose connection, but it's kind of sweet, if I may say so myself. I've got no idea. It means family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So, you know, you can say like, you're part of my mishpacha, or we're all one mishpacha. We're all one family. So it's used in a literal sense, but also like in English, used in a figurative sense. Okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're part of my non-Jewish mishpacha. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's getting a bit emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a Jewish name. I've got a Jewish family. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's sweet. It's good stuff. Okay. Awesome. Well, good vocabulary. Yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, I mean, I didn't do, I didn't bring much to the table for it, to be honest. But, no, that's, that's uh, okay. I had no idea what it meant. That's right. That's I think right. I've probably only ever guessed like three. So you're you're the brother I never had, and that's I have true. two. So. <laughs> <laughs> do we have time for your yeah. uh, mystery bag? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I'm gonna just quickly describe what I'm doing. I'm okay. gonna hand over a bag, and you're gonna describe what it is, and then you're gonna open it, and then you're gonna describe what's in it, and then you're gonna tell me what you think. Oh, that's cool. I'm, in, all right. in the meantime, I'm just gonna put my feet up and relax. Okay. Pass me this bag over. All right. So, uh, it is. Let me just see this past my microphone. Uh, it's a. I want to say it's like a very dark blue or a black. Yeah. Like felty kind of suede bag the bag is literally the bag like the actual object is inside so i mean i'm just going to describe the bag yeah you completely ignore the content you you can describe whatever you want uh i'm going to just keep going with the bag it's got some embroidery on it it's like a really jewish pencil case Hmm. uh it's like some kind of like an altar with some hebrew lettering yep on it uh some red 
flowers in some pots and some vases. All right, I'm going to unzip the bag. Yep. Oh, sound effect. Uh, all right. What is in here? Ooh, it's like a ooh, leather belt. Is this some kind of... Uh, Do me a favor, just don't drop it. <laughs> I can't promise it. This is a... Okay, so we've got like some leather straps wrapped around. Good. You can undo it if you want. I'm undoing them. You can undo my straps if you want. <laughs> this is some kind of Jewish bondage situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's one. I should have known that's where your mind goes. Yeah, I know. It's Okay, so it's like a... It's plastic clamped. What is this? It opens up. It is. The gift that keeps on giving. Ah! <laughs> Did I break it? No, you didn't break it. That's okay, good. Okay, so it's like a... It's like a... It's like a bomb. Don't, don't, ah. don't do that. <laughs> That'll break it. Just leave it. Leave it open. Okay. That's good. I'm going to put this one down. On yeah, the, that's fine. Oh, okay, so it's like a black cube with gold lettering on it. Yep. That opens up and there's a leather strap attached to it. I'm sure every Jewish person listening knows exactly what this yep, is. Yep, I, right? think, I think by now. Yeah, is there two of them or is this the same different? Ooh, oh. same, same, but different. Okay. Oh, there's a... Is this like a battery? It's not a battery. If you it? If you open it up... It's is, probably, it a, is it a mirror and it's me? It, it is a mirror. Oh. And the person inside is very special. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Hashem, Hashem's biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. That's very corny. Okay, so there's that. Yeah. And then there's another one of these things which is same, same, but different. Yeah. Okay. So I should say it's like a, it's like a cube on like a bigger plastic base that That's opens up. Okay, so what is this? What am I looking at? You want to guess? Uh, I, I want to guess. I want I want someone who's come into this cold. I want you to tell me what you reckon it is. I have no idea what this is. It's like a there's straps for something. Um, right. Okay. So I mean, I have you, no you're, idea. You're on the it. money with this with the straps. Well, they're clearly just straps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's like a. But what would you do with it? Uh, tie something up. Yeah. For what purpose? You know. To restrain it. Oh, is this what they use when they cut the foreskin off? <laughs> no, no, it has nothing <laughs> to do with foreskins. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that was a pretty good guess. I thought. Um, I have no. I actually have no idea what this could be used for. Okay, so um, you know, I'll put you out of your misery. Yeah. Figuratively, not literally. Um, and those are called tefillin. 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 Yes. Tfilin. In English, they're called phylacteries. I have no idea what the word phylacteries is. Yeah, don't bother trying to close it. I'll, I'll help you do it. Ah. Oh, there we go. You did it. Okay. There you go. Maybe you can be Jewish. Um, so yeah. tefillin comes know. from the same Hebrew word as tefillah, which was the word for prayer that we actually spoke about. In a recent episode. Okay. Um, so we put these on men over the age of bar mitzvah, put on tefillin when they pray in the morning, every morning other than like Shabbat mornings, the Sabbath and okay. festivals. Oh yeah. Just every other morning. And yeah. So there's two. You pray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the one goes on the arm. Yeah. Wraps around the arm, sits on your left bicep. Okay. If you're right-handed, um, the other one goes around your head, around your forehead. Okay. And the reason there's a mirror is because it has to sit like in a certain spot. And then you can, uh, not everyone has a mirror. I threw a mirror in mine so I can see. Yeah. Some people use special apps on their phone and stuff. <laughs> like just a camera? Just turn your camera on? Yeah, but... It, it, oh, it's on a set. You can't do it because there's no technology. Oh, no, you you pray every day. So oh, you can use go. it on the days and not Sabbath. But some of them have like, you know, dotted lines. You know, have, have you ever been in a car that like has a reversing camera? Yeah. And you know how they have like dotted lines to show you where the wheels are? It sort of does that, but it divides, it divides your face like exactly <laughs> in half. You know, you know, it's for the, um, I don't know what the word is, for, it's for the physically challenged, I suppose. Okay. Not literally. Tefillin. Yeah. And they symbolize, because they sit on your arm and they get wrapped around your hand and the other one sits on your head. Um, and the one that's on your bicep 
actually sits opposite your heart. So what it symbolizes is you combining your um, your arms, your and your heart, your your, your activity, <laughs> your heart, and your mind, um, all into the service of okay. God. Yeah. Is it like are you constricted? When you tie it around yourself or is this wraps around? No, no. One wraps around your arm. Yeah. So it just like hangs on your arm. Okay. I'm, I'm motioning to help Carol yeah, understand it. it, but hopefully everyone listening can think about it. So, and then the other one sits on your head and then the two straps sort of hang over your shoulders. Okay. Well, yeah. I would never have guessed that that's what this was for. I was certain yeah. it was for holding the baby down. Yeah. So it yeah. doesn't wriggle away. No, no, nothing to do with that. Um, it's only actually used on people over bar mitzvah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, thanks for filling me in about the No problems. And you are right. They're made from leather. And inside, um, which I can't show you because that would require me breaking them, (laughs) is um, small scrolls of parchment with special paragraphs from the Torah. I took a bit off. Yep. Cal is doing his best to break my tefillin. Um, They're not cheap things. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to stop touching. No, you can touch them. I tell him as he's manhandling them. Yeah. I broke it. Well... Anyway, those are tefillin. How was that? How was that for a good first... That's a good segment. What, what was the name? What was the terrible pun you tried to make? Oh, um, mystery... Mystery item. object. Mystery object. <laughs> yeah, mystery. Like, object, yeah. Okay. Well, the name's not quite as good as I feel like your surprise was. Uh, yeah, it's not the yeah. best. But I, yeah. look, it's a mystery thing and, yeah. and it's, uh, that was very exciting. Yeah. You did describe the, the cover... In more detail than I intended. I, well, I got very confused by the yeah. contents. Yeah, there's there's no standard bag. You can have any bag um, that you want with any design that you want. Um, but obviously, because they're a precious object, we like to hold them in a nice bag. It's a nice bag. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate uh, it. It was much easier to describe the bag than the. Yeah. It's you have to see it. You've yeah. got to see it. Yeah. I'm not doing it justice because yeah. it like op- it's not just straps. It's like where yeah. the, where do the wooden bit. Where did the boxy bit go when you've... So, can you see it? like a... What do you mean the boxy bit? This this, this bit. So, the flat part, the under part sits like on your arm. Oh, you have to balance it. Well, it's not balanced because it's strapped. So, you oh, sort okay. of... You put your, your hand through the strap. Can you see if you look at the bottom, there's like a strap that goes under? No, no. Like underneath the actual plastic box. Yeah, there you go. Cal's looking oh, yeah. at the right spot. There we go. Um, so that goes... Um, so exactly. That goes on. Yeah, exactly like that. And it goes on and then you tighten it. Okay, hang on. Oh, let's get the dogs going. It's not gonna go. Out. Yeah, so it's a good opportunity for everyone to flex their biceps and show everyone. Yeah, yep, oh, yep sort up. of thing. Yeah, it, it takes practice. I wouldn't try it. No, yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd try to describe it for you, but how do you really describe a train wreck it's in a hard. podcast? This is a very hard thing to describe yeah. if you've never seen it. If you're listening, and you want to look at what it looks like yourself. Um, just Google Tefillin T E F, I guess. <laughs> I-L-L-I-N I guess that's the most Just common English spelling Or you can type in phylacteries And I don't know how to spell that <laughs> There's a P and an H and a Y somewhere Is, the, uh, is there a factory for the, that produces a, a the phylactery? Phylactery factory Yeah, they're all handmade um, oh, which, okay. is, which is why they're expensive um, The leather obviously has to come from um, a kosher animal um, this, The scroll inside is handwritten with special ink and special parchment, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and the, imagine, the parchment, yeah. I, it's parchment's also made from um, cowhide, I think. So wow, it, um, you're right; I, they sound expensive. Yeah. Um, so I've often been stopped on planes, not on planes, but like getting going through security, and they people pull it out and oh like, yeah, what is this? You could use this as a weapon, hundred percent. 
I think it's more of just a it's a mysterious a mysterious object that they're unsure <laughs> what it is. Yeah, but you could tie someone up with this bad boy. Oh, not really. It's not that tight. Well, but yeah, it, it they have to be black. Um, there's no other colors. They have to be fully black. And I in fact, to, if they get chipped and cracked over time, you gotta like um gotta replace it. Not a replace it. There's special like ink. It sometimes they even come in the form of like a pen, and you just write over it. Yeah. I wanted to get like a cool white leather one with like some diamantes on it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like a pair of really bad tarot cash going uh, out shoes that you you're wear not, when you're 18. You're not doing well to sell your conversion <laughs> cause. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that is a tefillin. What a, this is wild. This is my favorite septic, um segment. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I've set the bar too high. I should have probably started yeah. with like a dreidel. I would have got that one straight away. No, I know. I know. That's why I should have started with it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that was very good. Cool. Is that... That's oh, it. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Should we just while. keep talking? Nah. Really? I've we haven't that. discussed the Game of Thrones finale. I don't want to we talk have... about the Game <laughs> of Thrones finale. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched the uh have you watched the new Black Mirror? Uh watching. Okay. Watching. I won't ruin it. In um, the in the process of. Because Yeah. I have similar feelings to Game of Thrones <laughs> right. the new Black okay. Mirror. Well, maybe we should start another podcast. Well. Should we, where we just review bad TV shows? <laughs> or TV okay. shows that were once good and are now bad? Okay, don't stop ruining Black Mirror for me. Okay. Well, right. you strap yourself in. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate that. Please get in touch. Um, talkingjew at gmail.com, I believe. Yes. Um, despite our inactivity, we are still on Facebook. So get in touch with us that way. Um, and if you have questions, concerns, um, points of disagreement, yeah, conversion trials you'd like Chaim to undertake... Yeah. If you oh, if you have converted, I'd love to hear about where and you were pre-circumcised. Yeah. That's all I want to hear yeah. about. Send in your experiences, no pictures, please. <laughs> okay. Awesome. See you guys.